This is episode 330 on February 27th, 2020. Ups down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and try to figure out how audio works. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman. Yeah, greeting, guys. How are you doing today? Very well. Good to Fantastic. hear. Fantastic. Great to hear. And Joe is on assignment doing Joe-type stuff, whatever that tends to be. (laughs) (laughs) Joe stuff. Joe stuff. (laughs) Probably involving a Jeep somehow. (laughs) Could be. Could be. So, well, uh, let's get started on some, well, let's call it uh, iPhone-adjacent news. And Greg, you actually came across a couple of articles of people who actually got a little hands-on with the new Samsung Galaxy S20, um, yeah, and had S20 some initial initial in the Ultra. I'm sorry, yes, um, and some of their initial um, thoughts on it. Yeah, um, this all started when I kind of caught a headline where there were some issues with the S20 Ultra's camera system. Now, this thing has a total of five cameras, I believe. So there's, um, I didn't write down what they were exactly, but okay, let me see if I can find it real quick. There's, well, there's a 108 megapixel camera, a 64 megapixel telephoto lens, a 40 megapixel selfie camera and a 12 megapixel ultra wide uh one one thing of note is that the ultra wide is not optically stabilized so that was kind of a disappointment but what the issue's been is the focusing um the and it's photo and video so um I went through this story on InputMag.com where they did a review on this device. And I made a bunch of notes here, so I'll go through some of them kind of quickly here. But So the focusing issues are like with the autofocus. Uh, In video, it seemed to keep hunting the subject. Um, They have some sample videos on on the review, and... You know, there's a there's a bit of footage with well, actually they hold the S20 Ultra and the 11 Pro side by side to do some comparisons. And the the iPhone, as far as tracking goes, or tracking the subject goes, it always kept the subject in focus. You know, there was a guy who was kind of moving close to the camera, then he'd step way back, and, and the iPhone tracked him pretty darn good. The Samsung, if it if it would if it picked him up where you know when he was standing in the in, at the initial part of the footage, if he moved right up to the lens or right up to the camera, it it he it became blurry. He he didn't um, uh, he didn't get picked up, and you know that that's a problem when it doesn't want to refocus. Like once it gets focused, it's okay. But if it if you have to refocus or recompose the image. 
whether it's still or video, I guess, it it was a problem. It wasn't um, it wasn't picking it up. So um, apparently, Samsung is working on a software update for this. Now the phone isn't even out yet. These are review units, and the um, I, I didn't. The guys that input, they got a hold of Samsung over this and they got another review unit and it was the same thing so first they thought it was maybe a a bad no, a bad uh, review unit uh, so they thought well give us another one see what happens so it, same thing um, so let's see here the so th- that was that was the problem with the phone is, is the autofocus now the um, S20 Ultra has what they call um, deep pixel, is it? Hang on, I better go back to the website. There's a certain type of uh, sensor technology to do with the pixels that that is the um, you know the real big culprit here. And. Joe, you can just edit this part out and mumbling here <laughs> till I find it. <laughs> well, well, we'll also say this. It, it, not only, and this is something that, uh, and Matt, we, we know how you love large, large uh, cameras, um, large, large phones, I mean. And this thing's 6.9 inches diagonally, the Ultra. Yeah, it's huge. And, uh, I mean, I, I know, like, Ruth's um, iPad Mini is seven point nine inches, so this thing's almost the size of an iPad Mini diagonally, but taller. So it's right up my alley. Yeah, my only concern with taking pictures is you're getting to the point where it's it's almost too big to hold in your hand comfortably. Camera strap. I mean, they are calling it. I, I of course I, Apple does this too. We can't just blame Samsung for this. You have the hybrid optic 10x zoom and the super resolution space zoom. Yeah, the space zoom works with um, so the, the light comes in the lens and then it gets uh, hits a mirror that's on a 45 degree angle and it gets bounced over to the side to a sensor, similar to the P30 Pro I think that has the. Mm-hmm. 30 or 50 times zoom or whatever so it's not um like it's you know there's some mechanics involved and and it's you know it's it needs some work because it's not very clear either um in their testing when they're shooting video and they zoom into 100 times it's so shaky it's it's, it's literally unusable video footage you, you'd have to have it on a tripod in order to to use it and even then the quality whether it's a still or a video is actually really bad. I'm I'm not trying to poo-poo Samsung here because I, you know, call me an Apple fanboy, probably because I am. But I do like to be fair when I talk about other devices. So, um, and plus, I'm just going by what these guys are saying in the review. But the um, so getting back to the, what I was saying about the uh, the pixels and the sensor and that the. Um, Faster autofocusing on subjects is due to dual pixel autofocusing. 
And I think that's what you see in the S20 and the S20 Plus. Yeah, they have, they have what they call dual pixel autofocus. And the S20 Ultra has phase detection autofocus. So it's a different technology. And it's, uh, uh, it's using um, phase detection photodiodes that are embedded. This is coming from the site here. That are embedded into each of the image sensor's pixels for focusing. In comparison, only some pixels in phase detection autofocus are used for focusing. So not all the pixels of, of the sensor are actually working on the getting the focus. So that's uh, you know that that's the big issue here about this this new phone coming out. Um, anybody listening that wants to get these things, I would say wait and see what this software update does, if anything, to help it. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I guess those are the key points to to this whole argument. Um, the bottom line is at the end of their review, they said that for the money, which was this one here, I think is about $1,400 US, um, the guys recommended that if you want to get a camera that's going to, or a phone that's going to take good pit pictures and good video, you're better off to get an iPhone. So that's their recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, you know, when I read that it, you know, had the the um, the phase detection um, autofocus, I, I guess I, I wasn't really surprised that it was uh, kind of slow. But I'm kind of kind of surprised that it was having as much um, issue as it was having. Um, you know, it's not like it's got like older technology like contrast detection for autofocus, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is typically slower than uh, phase detection. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm in, in intrigued by it, and I, I think this is kind of one of those things where, like, yeah, it's it's a gimmick, but. Um, like the you know the the hundred times zoom is is without a doubt a gimmick, but the uh, the zoom quality at like thirty times wasn't really that bad. Um, like it, I think it was usable, um, maybe not handheld or whatever. But you know if you were taking a picture or whatever on a tripod, it really wasn't like that bad. Um, so. You know, it's it's a start, I guess. Now, when you're starting out with new technology like this, is is that worth putting a premium price on? I don't know about that. Um, and I think that's you know another misstep here on Samsung's part is you know charging an arm and a leg. Um, although you know there there still is some cool stuff, you know, like the uh, basically like the the foldable lens as they call it for um you know being able to achieve the zoom i mean i'm sure that's uh no small feat to put together and to engineer and everything mm-hmm. i think it's interesting to note too that the iphone 11 pro it uses phase detection autofocus uh apple calls them focus pixels but where, where they excel 
is in the software and the hardware optimization. And again, this is coming from the input website. Um, it's in the software and hardware optimization with the device's image signal processor. So the Apple's uh, chipset is, I was, I would say, far superior to the Samsung chipset in this case. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that statement. Yeah, and the fact that Apple can actually write the operating system to take advantage of the chipset, to take advantage of everything to combine. You know, that, that, right. is, that is always the one advantage of even going, if you want to go back to Apple, way back to the Mac versus the PC, back even the Power PC days, they could say, you know, well, we don't have the hardware that equals, but our performance actually equals it. And same thing here. It's like, again, and I'm, I'm glad Samsung is doing this. You know, I'm glad someone's taking the chance and saying, hey, let's put something, let's, let's really, because the one nice thing is, let's say you are looking for a Samsung phone and you're like, yeah, I don't want to pay the $1,400 or even starting at $1,300 for, um, I think it's like 64 gigs of space, but it does have a slot you can add more. But um, they do have just a regular S20 that I don't want to say cheap, but cheaper a little bit. It's still, it's the fact that Samsung's, you know, big Halo phone, for lack of a better term, is actually more expensive than the Halo iPhone or close to the same price. And when you get, and it, it may be more of a psychological thing, but when you say, our phones start at nine ninety nine, but everyone's going to max. Everyone by you know, even if you don't do anything else, sales tax in the U.S. Depending on what state you're in, you're talking well over a thousand dollars. And when you get to a thousand dollars, you better have very little compromises when it comes to the you know performance and everything else. And it sounds like there are. For especially for the price you're paying, like you said, there's a lot of compromises here and a lot of, well, we're going to, we, we think we have the best and we're going to improve it when it comes out, you know, when we come out with our updates. And I would be a little more confident with Apple saying that than either Android, I mean, or um, Samsung or even Google Pixel because Apple's proven, unfortunately, with iOS 13, they kind of needed to. Um, they can push out updates pretty quickly, and I just yeah, don't have. We're getting them almost weekly. Yeah, but I don't trust Android manufacturers to push out updates this quickly. You know, it 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 just a matter of, you know, you have to wait for Google to update it, and you have to fi fix the. You know, the Android update with your own personalization, and then the carriers have to approve it, and then then it comes out eventually. And that takes a while. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know that much about Android, to be honest with you. Um, th this to this issue here, though, it it's actually, I I'm assuming it's a f like a firmware update from yeah. Samsung for the device. So, um, you know... I hope I hope it works. I hope they do well with it. 
uh, it's nice, like you said, it's nice to see someone try this and and you know try to set the bar for the competitors and and you know there there should be a darn good phone with a darn good camera system in it for those who don't want an iPhone and you know there I think there's hope for this uh, like Matt said the hundred and eight pixel sensor or whatever with the space zoom I think you know it's definitely gimmicky and uh, not sure if that belongs in a phone as opposed to a dedicated camera system but you know, I guess that remains to be seen but anyway th- those are my thoughts on it yeah I mean looking at the images that are in both the verge and the input and I actually saw a video um, where someone had you know the ultra and the iPhone pro the 11 pro side by side it's <sighs> anything beyond 10 right now is gimmicky in terms of zoom um but looking at the zoom like Matt was saying you know the 10x zoom looks fine and yeah. honestly if you want to say let's say you use your phone to take video or pictures of you know your kids concert or a sporting event you know uh a 10x zoom would be a huge advantage a huge help especially if you can keep it not if you can keep even a 10x zoom steady and keep the uh, uh you know make sure it's not too dark because you're zooming in so much and it's not completely blurry but that to me would be a huge help you know, just just having that little extra zoom without having to get uh, a telephoto lens attachment, which would be yeah. a, a big hassle. <laughs> because there's times when you cannot zoom with your feet. Right. Right. I actually had that that this past weekend. Um, we went to a uh, indie wrestling show this past weekend. And, you know, we were still close to the action. We're only three rows back. It was a small, even though it had 500 people in it, it was still a a small, a small room we were in. But even using the small room to get a decent, you know, a a shot close enough where you're not trying to squint and pick out the person's face, I had to zoom, uh, let's say three, between three and four times on the, with, with the iPhone. And... It got a little blurry doing three or four. So even having like a 5X zoom, you know, if they could do 5X optically or do a little bit better job on the zoom there, that would be great. And, you know, the 11 may do a better job with this image signal than my than my 10. But even something as simple as that would be a big help. Because literally you were in your row and you could not get much closer. Yeah, also, I think it wasn't optimum, though, was it, Dave? I actually was not that bad, believe it or not. It was it was actually oh, yeah. pretty well lit. Yeah, um, I tried a couple photos with Neurocam, and it did come out better. Um, that you know, I know we it's been a while since we talked about that piece of software. I think they've gotten better than when it first came out, and. I had to still adjust a little bit because the the there was actually strings of lights um, that were blown out just a tidge 
compared to everything else. But it actually was it was for but the advantage of it was a small room, so it was well lit. It wasn't a big right. arena. It was basically it's it's a bingo hall. It's it's your it's your stereotypical wrestling in a bingo hall. Yeah. Um, and, and the sad, the sad part about the iPhone Zoom, like like you were using, is that it uses the two point four aperture of the telephoto lens too. Yeah. So it, you know you're almost kind of beat before you get started. Exactly. So you I know, mean that, that is. Uh, and we all know that there are that, that Apple's already locked down the iPhone twelve and starting to work on the iPhone twelve S, iPhone thirteen, whatever you want to call it. Um, the 2021 iPhone. They're already starting to work on that. And we know that the hardware for the this year iPhone's probably pretty solidly picked down. Just how far in advance they have to do for manufacturing and everything else. But it would be, like I said, just be nice to say for someone at Apple say, oh, this is what Samsung put out. Uh, this is what people are going comparing us to. And I know they have their own internals, but you still don't want to come out with a device where someone can say, oh, here's your new device. This thing that came out six months ago beats it all, still beats it. So hopefully it'll keep, you know, if someone sees like, oh, well, this is good with this and this isn't good here. But yeah, this is something we can definitely work on. Because I think with night mode from last year, that was kind of in response to what Google did the year before. With their night mode. I know they probably will deny it, but it just... The fact that it's like a year after Google came out with their night mode, Apple came out with theirs, and it was like, oh, and by the way, we have night mode too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and Apple's been famous for always bringing out stuff that other people have already done yeah but in a a lot of opinions of of, in in the opinion of a lot of people they always seem to do it a little better so you know they'll like night mode i think is better on the iphone 11 pro than it is on the pixel 4 xl Uh, just again it's subjective it's always subjective it's just my opinion but i think uh you know they've had time to get their hands on a Pixel 4 XL and analyze it and everything else, I guess, and, you know, do their homework on it. Yeah. So, I mean, with and of course, the one thing is that the Samsung phone's just literally starting to come out now. So, you know, I don't think anyone here or Joe will be going off and getting rid of their iPhone going for the new Samsung here. No. But it's always interesting to see what other manufacturers are doing also. Especially phones that you can still get, other phones you can still get in the U.S. Since the uh, Huawei phones are pretty much persona non grata in the U.S. Yeah. So, And again, just, just the companies that are willing to take chances and be interesting. That's a great thing, and honestly, I really do not expect to see an iPhone with a, you know, touting a hundred X zoom. But, like I said, just a little bit better would be kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, 
Matt, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, not particularly. I mean, I think the two of you kind of covered it pretty well. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a interesting phone. It's a shame that it, you know, can't make good on, on what it's trying to do, but, um, it will, I, I think this is one maybe to revisit, you know, once the, once the phone is, uh, for sale and the production models are available and get tested and kind of come back and see if any of the issues with it have been fixed. Mm-hmm. Total agreement there. Okay, well, let's move on to the second new thing. And you know what? Let's do this. It's that simple to put the app right on the phone. Nah, help mainly because this is a app that, admittedly, the app has not been around. I mean, the app has been around for a while, but they're offering a new service. Uh, Google Photos giving subscription prints for your best photos every month. Um, and Greg, you you, posed, you did about this, and I read up a little bit about this. Um, so let me start off here. And it, there's, a couple th- there's a couple caveats here. It's invitation only, and it's U.S. only. Sorry, Greg. Which I I, I know I don't That's think okay. you I say you I think you said you don't even use Google, you don't use Google Photos. No, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I use it mostly for backup, um, mainly because I can then delete things off the phone and keep the space a little free on the phone, and just because. Well, Google Photos, I thought originally said. We'll offer you unlimited storage at a lower rate, or we can get you at a higher storage up to 15 gigabytes. Well, apparently I'm on the other plan because I got a little notice saying, by the way, you used 12 out of 15 gigabytes so far. And once you hit 15, we will no longer back up your photos to Google Photos. So I'm like, wow, yeah, (laughs) I may have to look at some videos and start deleting those. Um, also the fact that, you know, 15 gigs are, I hate to say in my mind is not, it's a lot, but it's not like crazy amount, you know, um, especially comparing to, you know, uh, semi-professionals or professionals who may be taking a lot more than once in a while photos. Um, uh, we've had when you, when you back up your photos, Dave. Are they are they full res? Um, you know what? Let me let me see if I can figure out that real quick while we're because I think there was something about there was a uh, see here, let's like go a paid s- plan with Google Photos that would save your uh, your images in full resolution on no, your actually, free plan. I'm, actually, I'm using 14 of um. Oh yeah, there we, you know it, it, the weird thing is. I, my upload size here is I actually have high quality free unlimited storage there. So I have that selected as my as my free unlimited storage. But it's still saying original, which is full resolution, which how to get your quota. I am using actually I'm using 14 of 15 gigabytes. Now mainly I can only, I can get a 100 gigabytes uh, storage for $2 a month, which isn't bad. But I don't necessarily um, 
you know, I, I the, the the high quality, which it's good enough. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not printing out large large amounts here, so I'm pretty happy with just the high quality. Um, yeah. but now we've seen was it? Um, I think Matt, you may mention this a couple years ago. The let me actually get it here. The uh, free prints service yeah. where you get so many prints and you only have to pay for shipping and handling. And I use that. I've, I've used it once and I, it's one of those things for me. It's like, it gives you a little reminder. Oh, by the way, don't forget you have all this, all you haven't used anything and you can do this this month. I'm like, mm, yeah, there's a couple photos. I kind of want to have a print out here just as a backup or, you know, a really nice photo. It's like, yeah, we kind of like, and I forget about it. <laughs> But now Google's pushing this thing. They are going to use their AI in the background. They're going to select their 10 best photos each month. So it automatically will say, here's your 10 best photos. And you can say, well, I want to focus on faces, which they say includes pets, because I know they do, you know, their, their facial recognition, you can actually tag pets in it. And say which pet is which. And it does pretty good on selecting pets without getting confused. Um, It does seem to have an issue between our Nikki, who's no longer with us, who was a uh, a Snoodle, a Schnauzer Poodle mix, and Belle, who's a Westie. But they they were both similar-looking dogs. Uh, Different breeds, but kind of similar. So I can understand the AI having issues with that. Um, but the problem is they'll say, well, let's say you want to do landscape. So you say, okay, Google, tell me my 10 best landscape, giving your, your images. And it will come up and say, well, here's your 10 best. And it says, it'll let you edit it beforehand. Now it says here, you get a collection of four by six prints, Mac cardstock with the border. Sounds great. And wonderful. It's $8 a month. That to me is a little on the pricey side, you know, and it also depends. Now, if you're someone who doesn't take a lot of photos or takes, let's say, uh, maybe a photo or two a day, that's not too bad then, you know, in terms of, let's say you take 30 to 40 photos a month taking your 10 best, okay, that's going to take a good amount of the photos you took and probably the best ones there and having a nice printout. But I know I take significantly more than that per month. Um, A lot of my photos I take just because I find something humorous or something different, and obviously, hopefully it wouldn't take it as a, you know, a best photo of like a weird sign that I took a photo of. Um, but again, it, I don't know, just $8 a month seems a bit on the pricey side for only 10 and yeah, 80 cents for a, a four by six. It's yeah. kind of a lot of money. Although it does say card stock. So yeah. I'm wondering exactly like what, you know, what that means. Like it card stock is not the same as photo paper. Right. So, right. um, you know, if it's like a, you know, kind of heavyweight photo. I don't know. Maybe it would be worth it. 
I think like the real thing here is like you know the price of it aside are are you comfortable with having AI decide which 10 photos to send you yeah and agreed i mean that's that's part of the other issue is now hopefully you'll you'll say well here's 10 but if you don't want to have these 10 we'll let you but i don't see that saying that um it gives you that option of saying if you don't want these 10 you can select 10 other ones it says it gives you the opportunity to edit it but it doesn't say you can um you know select other ones um i think when i had initially heard um you know that google was starting to test this um that that was an option okay so i mean and then one thing is when um and i see yeah this was around a month ago that the nine to five google folks came out with the article i looked in the the google photos app itself and they do offer just straight photo prints um for a, a 25 cents per print and you can actually pick it up at a CVS or Walmart. So that that would be a, a huge convenience. Yeah, so that that is a feature that they offer now that's available yeah. to everybody. Yeah, which which is and that's why I was trying to see in terms of you know, that's night or the photo books they have that you can purchase or the canvas prints for starting at like $20. And like I said, that it is it is nice and something I know we talked about in the past about getting physical pictures, not just online or sharing it that way, getting the actual photo itself. Um it's a nice little touch and for the thing is I don't I don't know if I would if I could say that yes, there are ten photos per month that I think would be worth it to put out on cardstock to keep long-term. I mean, the AI may say, yes, this is a great thing, but um, it, I don't know. It, yeah. I, I'm intrigued by it. And yeah. if I, uh, so like I use Google Photos, but I don't know if I use it to the degree that they're going to send me an invitation. Um, but if they did... I think I would try it because um, mostly I would just be curious to see what what their AI would pick to send me. Yeah, it's like a little eight dollars surprise. <laughs> it's, it's too bad they couldn't give you a trial a month or something too. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm really curious when I heard about this. I, um, you know, I I think I was thinking two things one is like i don't know if i'd really want to spend eight bucks a month just to get uh 10 photos but i don't know it sounds kind of neat i'm kind of curious about it i think it'd be fun oh no no like i said um, i and again it's it's one of these things of a subscription service 
you know, well, where well, that's definitely like what the last thing I need is an, another <laughs> another one. Yeah. But nevertheless, still curious. Oh no, no total agreement and. Like I said, if I got an email, hey, by the way, we're selecting – and like I said, they didn't give a lot of detail because it was from a tipster to say, we're offering this for seven ninety nine. but since you're one of the first, you know, so many tens of thousands of people, I'm sure, to be selected, we're willing to give you the first month at no cost since you're part of the trial group, which in my mind, if you're play, if you're basically guinea pig – um, you shouldn't be paying. You shouldn't paying to be part of a beta. You know. Um. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess I agree with that. I don't know. I you mean, know. I have no doubt that the service works. I think the beta is probably more along the lines of, you know, what do you think? of it and trying to figure out if people are going to sign up for it or not okay Greg did you want to add anything about this or uh I just can't get past the price of it no yeah they're on cardstock so the quality will be there but uh I have to question you know the printing is it good when you can get i don't know what four by six prints go for in the you know walmart or walgreens or or any of these places that provide a printing service like that but i'm I'm suspecting that probably about maybe 15 cents a print um it's just the price the price i can't get past that price Uh, i really have to question that and Unfortunately, I won't be able to see the results of any of this. I'll have to rely on you guys if you try it to um, to let us know how this works out. But uh, or if any, if any of the listeners give it a whirl, um, maybe they can share it in the Facebook group or something. But I, I would be interested to see you know just what the quality is like for the money. Yeah, yeah, total agreement. I like like Matt said, it's like it would be very tempting to do if we would be offered the chance to do it you know just to see yeah. if it works or not you know they should give you they should give you like they've got enough money i mean come on they should give you a free <laughs> trial a month right like let let you try it for a month before you sign up well i also hate to say you know, if you're using that argument apple should give us more than what 5 gigabytes of free space too oh yeah yeah that's that's <laughs> been i've heard that brought up many times you know, and yeah, not give everything away for that. free. Not get, yeah, just just enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, enough that you'll you'll use it enough to fill it up, and then maybe pay for a little bit more. Exactly. Exactly. Now, <laughs> uh, you were asking about prices here, and looking at, let me see if I can find it here, uh, Sam's Club, because I've used them before. Um, it starts as low as, which I know is, is one thing. Um, okay, here we go. Yeah, so if you do in-club pickup, which is uh, five to ten business days, uh, it'll cost you 19 cents for a four-by-six. 
And if you do so at home, it starts, del- starts at that. So that's like like, like probably just like a, a four by six glossy or something. Yeah, four by six glossy up to a hundred. And if you do more than a hundred photos, it goes down to sixteen cents per. But if you're willing to do delivery instead of in-club pickup, it goes down to $0.08 cents for a 4 by 6 Oh, yeah. Which is, now admittedly, the 5 by 7s are still $0.86 cents each. And the 8 yeah. by 10s four, are almost 2 by bucks. 4 by 6 you probably couldn't print them at home that cheap at $0.08 cents a piece. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. And then they have that. That's their standard. And they have what they call their professional prints. And they're 28 cents each for a four by six. And that may not be cardstock, but it's probably a nice sheet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think you're paying Google to go through the hassle of actually going through how many photos you would take in 30 days and selecting the the best ones so you don't have to worry about it. Um, If that's worth it, you know, in turn, because, I mean, it's literally one of those things, how much is your time worth? How much is your your time and hassle worth? If if it's worth it, then you can definitely go with it. If it isn't worth it, then, you know, spend the extra. It's one of those things of, well... You can either pay someone to do something, or you can do it yourself. If you do it yourself, it's going to cost. It's going to take a lot more time. But if you know, if you have more time than money, um, go for it that way. Or if you trust Google enough that to, you know, do it and spit it out and say, "Here's this," because I know Apple no Again. longer. Apple no longer does the photo books, but they say, "Well, here's other services you can use." Yeah. Yeah, and again, that's that's where that free trial would come in handy. Whereas you can get a kind of get, get a glimpse of what their uh, their algorithms are going to do for you. Yeah, which is I, I think that would be huge. I can even see sign up for it, and we'll show you what ten photos for no cost. But if you want prints of it, that's how we get the money. Yeah. It's amazing how two cats sound like horses. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I think we have an, and again, I hate to say two, we, we, we went over two things tonight, which no one has actually had hands-on experience with. Um, but it is something to keep out because you never know. Well, I would say with the Google Photos part, it, it's hard to know when it's actually going to be available. And I'll give Google credit of their iPhone apps tend to be, um, from what I hear from people, pretty much close to their Android app, if not better. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, if it's, it's something to keep in mind, keep out for, and see if you do get an email inviting you. Or getting noticed that, oh, it's now available, um, and then all of a sudden there's a big push for it. Okay, well, uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we go on to the post pick? No, I think we're good. Okay. Nope, sorry, I was muted. Oh, no, no problem. 
And actually, since Joe's off, I'm doing the recording. That's why I can't mute. And that's why there's chaos in the background being recorded. Thanks for the edit, Joe. (laughs) Okay, and let's move on to the... And Greg, I believe you selected it this week, so do you want to take it over? Sure. Uh, so this this time around, we are going from the well, uh, which is uh, the Tiny Shutter hashtag on Instagram. And uh, this week, uh, I, I was perusing, you know, through the hashtag and and all the images and whatnot, and I don't know what it is about snow-covered trees, but this thing just caught my eye so fast. It's a, it's, a, it's a photo of a river with a bridge and some snow-covered trees, uh, and everything is reflected in the river, and it's taken by Warren McInnes, and um, I believe, I'm not sure which device he took it with, but um, it's... Uh, at Genesee Valley Park. Now he's from around Rochester, New York, so I'm assuming that this would be somewhere near there. And um, it's uh, looks like it's possibly on a slightly overcast day. And um, of course, you know, upstate New York. Uh, same with you guys and, and myself. It's it's the dead of winter, and the um, uh, you know the whole lower half of the frame is the river with everything from the top half of the frame reflected into it. So it has a nice uh, old, um, looks like a concrete bridge, and just surrounded by these uh, these snow-covered trees. Um, not a whole lot of color in the image. It, it even could have, he even could have made it black and white, but um, uh, it, it's just, with... When you have to take pictures of trees that don't have leaves and the, co- the, the the nice fall colors and whatnot, this is the way to capture them. Um, just the snow is just stuck to everything, and it's just a really really cool image. What do you guys think? Yeah, I um, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, uh, I know for myself, like uh, next to fall color. This is like my absolute uh, favorite thing to, to photograph, you know, when the trees get kind of coated like that, because it's just this really awesome contrast between the dark trunks and branches and the white snow. Um, it just makes everything look, you know, like just so awesome, like like a fairy tale. And, um, <clears throat> you know, in this particular image, especially if you look at the trees and the in the background and in the center of this image they kind of just have this like real ethereal look to them um just like this kind of softness like a glow almost it just looks really cool um you know and and the the bridge has kind of like a i don't know like an antique quality to it and um you know like you said there's not a lot of color to this to this image i think it would lend itself to a you know a black and white treatment or selenium tone or something like that it would look really nice but um you know it's definitely a beautiful shot 
Yeah, and, and honestly, this is when it's pretty. When it comes to yeah. this, the snow being, and also because occasionally we've we really haven't had, and I think we've talked about we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show. The winter, at least for us, has not been has been exceptionally light. So we have not had the couple inches of snow next day, a couple inches of snow next day, a couple inches of snow. We've had one or two decent snows, and that's it. But we've had it where it snowed, and it was enough to get it on the trees, but not the roads, which is always, to me, the most positive, uh, driving good amount. So when it comes like this, when it's, like I said, it's, it's, on, the, it's, it's on the trees, and it just makes everything feel cleaner versus just having kind of the brownish grayish all the time so yeah I, I like that i like the i like the fact that the the reflections in the river are not you know there's enough of a ripple it kind of gives a surreal look to it so i i really like that going on like you said it it's just a nice calming scene going on a re- yeah. just a re- really enjoyable photo Yeah, and, and like I said, I'm I'm a real sucker for trees. Uh, not so much when there's nothing there, like you know, just like like Matt calls it stick season. But uh, if there's full foliage, or you know, in the spring when there's blossoms on them, or in the fall when there's the colors, I just gravitate towards them. And with this shot here, with all the snow on it, it just it drew it drew me away from anything around it, and I just honed in on it. So, good shot, Warren. By the way, Warren was on a, a live video on Instagram today, um, and I I went on there to watch it, and so we actually chatted through his voice and my typing for about two seconds. It was kind of interesting. He he was a uh, he was out on some pier, and it was really windy and really cold, mm. and he had his um he had his big camera with him. I don't know what it is exactly, but. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he puts anything on on Instagram with that. So I thought that was cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, more congratulations and uh, being selected. We'll put this on the header and make an announcement in the Facebook group um, and post on the and it'll be uh, re- reposted on the Tiny Shutter Instagram feed. And just a reminder for everyone: we still have two weeks left in the challenge. Uh, which is one color slash tone, and we're getting some really great photos um, where it's kind of unexpected a couple of them. There's a couple of single tone. I think there's one that's a nice orange or, or reddish orange that looks like it was the natural color and not just the filter put on, but it looks, it, it was just really striking. Uh, so keep an eye on for that. And remember, a couple more weeks uh, before we uh, close up the, the Facebook group challenge on that. And before we head on off, uh, anything interesting photography-wise in the last couple weeks for you guys? Not too much on this end. Uh, I went to uh, a neighbor, like a nearby town, a few days ago to see what the shoreline was like because sometimes the the winds will hammer it and build ice formations and whatnot and i think we we got there a few days too late 
there was some, you know, mild days where the snow and ice melted away, and it just took the uh, loveliness of it away. So um, I was hoping with this, we, we've had a couple of, well, a little bit of stormy weather here the last day or day and a half, and I was hoping to get over there today to see what it would be like after the stormy weather, but uh, I, I, the, the weather not, didn't let up today, so I didn't get a chance to get over there. So maybe maybe Monday, uh, that's my next day off. I'll, I'll maybe venture over and see what it's like. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, really not too much other than uh, last night I had a nice conversation with uh, a fellow named Matt Hoffman on the Artful Life Photography Interviews podcast. And it just came out today, so you can check that one out. I am a nice fella. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And uh, just just a note, just a, maybe a little bit of a forewarning. Um, I will be doing uh, you, Dave, at some oh, point, oh. and Joe. So uh, we have been warned. But I don't. I don't think you guys are. I don't think you guys are uh, strangers to a microphone. Uh, no, not not particularly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I in terms of photography for the last couple of weeks, um, like I said, I did have the, the, and again, it's just really nice using the uh, for an event, you know, in terms of getting um, putting photos to a nice music in terms of a nice slideshow, and using the. Um, the live photo feature uh, using the built-in part for the photos where you can group them, put them in an album, and make a memory out of them and make a nice little slideshow. Um, and so I did that for the local wrestling event that happened this past weekend. Um, it was the 20th anniversary for the local group that was there. So, like I said, it, it was lit pretty well. Um and I, I did use, the, like I said, I did use the NeuroCam once just to, you know, get a, and it, it was handheld and it worked out pretty good. So I was actually pretty happy with how it turned out. And I think it's it's actually getting better as an app uh, with the output they have with it. So if it's something where maybe, you know, you downloaded it once to try when it first came out and was like, eh, it wasn't that great when it first came out, but it seems like it's gotten better over time um i still had to do a little editing after the fact just uh things just getting a little blown out but really that's and i did uh around a week ago actually it was a week ago um going out at uh late thursday night going to take out the garbage for the night before uh looked up and said oh wow the sky is just it was cold. It was clear. There wasn't a lot of movement. Um, wasn't a, hardly any wind. Low humidity and a new moon. So the sky looked looked well, especially for being in the city, looked gorgeous. And I'm like, wow. I wonder how I can. I wonder if I could actually take some photos because it was like, oh, there's Orion. That's an easy constellation to notice. So I tried taking a couple photos. Uh, with the app and with the NeuroCam, it was like, eh, the neighbor across the street, they have a porch light on and it was kind of blowing it out a little bit. So I noticed, hey, if I used my driveway here, uh, just because when it gets near the house, there's a, it's a little bit of a, 
uh, wall on either side that kind of blocks the light out. So there I was flat on my back um, in my sweatpants and my T-shirt holding my phone up next to the house uh, trying to get a picture where I was shaded away from the nightlight but could see the constellation. So it, it, it must have been kind of a, a unique look for someone to see. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm, I hate to say I'm kind of used to because occasionally at work I'll see something um, when I first get to work and I want to get a coffee in the morning I'll go outside to get some fresh air before you know getting thrown into the cubicle for eight hours um, and if I see something interesting I'll kind of bend over if I get a, a, a kind of a neat flower picture or something else and I've gotten a couple of strange looks when people see me with my with the uh, phone doing something, you know, like concentrating on this one little bit um, outside. But I'm really happy with how the and it was with Neurocam again. Uh, really happy with how the constellation came out. Um, it was it was clear. Um, they actually looked. You could easily tell it was a constellation. There wasn't. I had to do a little editing after the fact, but it was the and it was the um the photos app editing, so it wasn't I didn't have to export to anything else. And it turned out really clear and nice. Now, the only thing is that all you see is the Orion belt, so there's nothing else around it per se. Um so you do get kind of a loss of just seeing points on black. But I'm I'm kinda I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised how well it turned out. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it now, and it is kind of crisp. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it, it's, it, and that it's, was uh, handheld. That was handheld too. Yeah. So that that's the extra thing that kind of threw me off. Was like, okay, that wasn't bad for handheld. <laughs> yeah, really. So yeah, that's kind of cool. So you know, a, a cold back and um, a little stiff arm is not the the worst thing to go through when you're trying to get a picture. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, let's see here. It looks like we have a show. You guys want to mention anything else before we close up? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Yep. Okay, well, uh, just real quick, something I popped in my mind as we were going that uh, Just to w- want to give a quick thanks to the Patreons who help uh, keep everything afloat. Uh, so Mark doesn't go too much in debt uh, keeping the podcast running. Um, and of course I would say, uh, and hopefully this isn't too controversial. Remember to wash your hands often, um, with right now at the end of February, we have the coronavirus, um, concern going around, uh, and just regular flu season, uh, just really basic, just, you know, take care of each other, wash your hands, don't touch your face with, don't touch your face, your, your, you know, your eyes or your ears with your hands, use hand sanitizer. Uh, if you're going to cough, cough into your elbow, not your hand. That's, that's one, that's the only thing I learned from working in a produce section of a grocery store. Don't cough in your hand, cough in your elbow. Um, and if you start feeling sick, just get yourself looked at, um, and just you know, just being a little extra careful this time as this thing's going around and we're all everyone's kind of uncertain how things are going. Yeah, it sure doesn't hurt. No, no. I mean, like I said, it, just literally 
just as they would say more around here, wash your hands in that. <laughs> and well, let's see here. Let's do. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. There we go. And while we say everyone where we can find us, uh, Greg, do you want to get started? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo, on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo, and uh, Dayflash at McMillan, and the Artful Eye Photography community with my name, Greg McMillan. I'm the host there, so drop in and say hello. And I should, uh, I should also mention that um, since the last time we recorded a tiny shutter, I did have um, a guest on the uh, interviews last week, Mark Sadowski. So you can check that one out too. That was episode three, and um, and last night when I recorded Matt, it was episode four. So we're we're ticking them off mm-hmm. one by one. Yeah, and say you're you're coming for us. You're coming for us. <laughs> yeah, and and you can find that at uh, uh, artfulipc.com. Okay. And Matt, you want to say everyone where we can find us at Find Yap? Uh, yeah, you could check me out uh, uh, Instagram, Dayflash, Flickr, Twitter, the Artful iPhonography community, uh, all those places, and probably more at M Hoffman Photo. Okay, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I don't often post to the Arphone iPhone photography group, but I can be pretty much found everywhere as ProfPod. Um, and you can find all information on the show at tinyshutter.com, which includes links to the, uh, the Facebook page, uh, the YouTube channel, and uh, the Instagram um, and don't forget to use as you're ta- as you're taking photos and if you're putting them up on Instagram. Just use the hashtag Tiny Shutter. Um, and we the one thing to remember is when we do post pick of the week from the Instagram, which we do every other show, it isn't just the last week or last little bit of time. We do look back for uh, the photo that actually kind of tickles our fancy. There, well, gentlemen, thanks so much for tonight, and. Have a great week. Yep. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. This is a great shot, Mav. I should be a photographer. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, (laughs) flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir.